millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast. But not just another one, a special one, as it's happy birthday to Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast. Our first birthday, well my first birthday, well not mine, the first birthday of Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast. So, if you don't mind, happy birthday to... No, I won't. No, we'll do it all. Happy birthday to sort of me. Yeah, no, I won't. Let's move on. And we start with my show, Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar, with me, yes, I'm back, Andy Goldstein, alongside my old partner, old Moonface himself, looking back at Wolves' Europa League clash with Sevilla for a chance to play Manchester United in the semi-final on Sunday night, which, of course, will be live on TalkSport. Come on the Wolves, but only for this game. Now they embark on their first European quarterfinal since 1972. A meteoric rise that has won them friends and admirers in abundance. Runs towards the ball, a stuttering run-up, and it's saved! Bono with the save, diving to his left-hand side, got both hands to it, and it's hammered away. What a chance for Wolves, and it's one that they've squandered. VAR is there. If that happened, we should ask ourselves why they didn't um, repeat it. But there's nothing we can do now. Ball swung inside the area. Oh, it's in Luke de Jong. Ball swung in. Right footed flick on. And a Campos has got his head to it to steer it in past Rui Patricio in what could well be a late, late knockout blow for Wolverhampton Wanderers. They were exhausted come, you know, an hour. Troy was completely spent. And I guess that comes from how, how Sevilla play. They wore Wolves down, basically. That was it. And in the end, yes, the better side won. Uh, they've had a terrific season. He can be proud of that. Make no mistake. And it's such a shame when you start in July. You know, it finishes in in August in this manner. Let's look at uh, our future and what we need. The club is is being amazing. The first season was very hard. The second season, and we are all together, all together in this. So it's not about request. It's about making good decisions that can help us and can make us stronger. I'm glad they're out. You're, you're glad they're out. <laughs> I've said this last week. This is a backhanded compliment. I didn't want Wolves winning this competition, really. They're a good team and they've got good players. They've got a good manager. And I didn't want a good team like that. No. Threatening Chelsea's position because the better teams, the better competition they'd be playing in the Champions League. The players they could attract, I'm glad they're out. 
fair play. They had a go tonight. They defended well, but they're beaten by the, the better team. Yeah. They had a brilliant season. Yeah. And, that, and no doubt they'll have a brilliant season next year. And the fact they don't have European football next season, I think will ha- can only help them. Let me, let me ask you this, Chris, right? You don't have European football next season, do you? We don't, mate, no. Right. United do. What about if they... United, what? United are already in the Champions League. I, doesn't really I, know, matter, does I know they are. So, to be honest with you, I'd hold like on, to... Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, hang on. I'd like to... Well, I haven't finished what I was just saying. You just jumped in half-time. What about if Man United, because they've got Champions League football, if they come and take one or two of your best players? Jimenez. They're not, well, they're not going to, are they? No, 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 no. You can't answer that with they're not going to, because that's just madness. What happens if they do? Well, you, you can't say they are, though. No, they're but I'm, gonna, I'm putting something, uh, I'm putting something to you, because Jimenez might say, do you know what, I want to play for a team in the Champions this League this season. This is his last real okay. chance to play for someone in the Champions League. Yeah, big team. This, yeah. this season, so there's a good, there's a chance teams will look at you. Yeah, are you still Chris. cheering on United? I get your point, but do you know what? As an English supporter, I'd rather see Man United win it than Seville or any other. That's me. Just my personal opinion. And any English team? Yeah, why not? Villa, yeah, you're cheering on West, Villa? Apart, apart from West Brom and Villa, of course. Oh, apart from them. Okay, all right. That's okay. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Apart from them? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. Seriously, all English teams... I would no, so, so honestly, you're, cheer, you're cheering on West Brom? I'm not saying cheering on West Brom, but I'd rather see West Brom or win it, foreign team, yeah. West, West, Brom in the fi- West Brom in the final against Inter. Who do you want? To, who does Chris the Wolves fan lifelong want to win? Inter or West Brom? West Brom. There you go. Now news broke during the mid morning show with Hugh Wisencroft and Simon Jordan, Kate Price's ex-husband, that Scotland's first minister, Nicola Sturgeon has said Aberdeen and Celtic will not play over the coming days. This was because the Celtic defender, Bolly Bolingoli, admitted he played in Sunday's match against Kilmarnock despite having recently returned from Spain without quarantining. Simon Jordan, Katie Pines' ex-husband, called the player an idiot. And do you know what? I agree with Simon. Not that Simon's an idiot. I can understand why the First Minister of Scotland has come out right on the front foot because they have a policy in Scotland, whether you agree with it or not, and their policy is this. Sport is coming back. It's coming back for a variety of reasons, some of them financial. The joke that masquerades as the SFA and SPFL over some of the debacles that have gone on during the summer, and for this guy to have done what he's done, it's just stupid. He's stupid, and he deserves to be treated like someone who's stupid. And if they, if he has breached the disciplinary rules, then Celtic will be sanctioning him. They've told you they're going to do that. Let me end by putting this as clearly as I can in language that the football um, world will understand. Consider today the yellow card. Uh, the next time it will be the red card, um, because you will leave us with absolutely no choice. It'll be very interesting to see how clear and concise and how professional Celtic were in communicating to their playing squad exactly their responsibilities, ensuring that these young men that sometimes live in a different world of responsibility understand clearly where they can go, what they can't do, and how the football club should know. And I'm willing to wager you that that communication might not be as succinct as you would think it would be. And of course you'll get Rangers and people like that making stock out of it. And staying with this topic, we can hear from Adrian Durham and Darren Goff on Andy Goldstein's drive time. Well, that's what it was called yesterday. On the potential of points being deducted for Celtic and Aberdeen. They were joined by a Dons fan, but first, this is Aid, who wasn't impressed with the Parkhead club. 
This internal disciplinary thing has really angered me from uh, Celtic. How can they say, yeah, we'll deal with it, when they couldn't even deal with one of their own players? They couldn't guarantee one of their own players. Why don't they just take his passport off him? I mean, why don't they take the passports off all the players? Then nobody's going to go abroad, are they? And I think you're right with the idea of uh, docking points. They should have the point they want against Kilmarnock docked from them. The game with St Mirren's been postponed, so St Mirren should be awarded a 3-0 win. Aberdeen's game with Hamilton's postponed. Hamilton should get a 3-0 win. Celtic-Aberdeen, Saturday had to be postponed. Both should be docked three points. That's what should happen. Being an Aberdeen fan, I think it was highly responsible with the players and I wouldn't have any problem with uh, the teams that they're supposed to play getting the points. And I think most level-headed fans would, would agree. So I'm OK with that. I think it's I think it was irresponsible. You know, there's people making sacrifices in normal life. Mm. You know, they're, they're well paid. They should have made the sacrifices. But as Darren says... We all do silly things, but, you know, sometimes you've just got to take the consequences. Back now to Simon Jordan, Katie Price's ex-husband, and the former Crystal Palace owner who told Hugh, not me, Hugh, not you, Hugh with her anyway, that it's time for Wilfred Zahar to leave Sellers Park. I think it's probably time for him to move on, for, for both Palace to be able to perhaps change and stop being held a hostage to ransom by their talismanic player also for him at this stage at 27 to get the the move that's probably going to define his career and his opportunities for the next three or four years the problem is Alex is I don't think the market wanted to pay 60-70 well it didn't 60-70 million from last year and this market despite certain players being bought at top end prices by certain clubs doesn't lend itself to paying Palace 60 million for Wilfred Zaha now neither does his performance last year it leaves everybody in a little bit of a cleft position. Now, tiny Max Rushton was joined on Talk Sports Breakfast Show by ex-Aston Miller striker Darren Bent, Bente, and the former England boss Sam Allardyce, breadhead. And here's Bente talking Zahar and where he might potentially end up if he does leave Sellers Park. But of course, he won't be because they want £70 million for him. And as much as I like Wilfred Zahar, no one's going to pay £70 million for him. Or are they? I just don't know. I think it's unfair to judge him when he's time at United because he was young. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the way he has played since he's been at Crystal Palace going back there, he's earned the right at another crack at one of the big boys in the division. But it's just where, as I said, I can't see him going to Liverpool or City. You look at Chelsea, they've just got Vernon who can play out there, so he's not going to go there. You start looking at Arsenal, well, Aubameyang now seems to be playing a lot of making a lot of his time out there as well. So I'm not, sure, not quite sure what level he goes to, but as I said, with four goals and five assists, I can't see that be that many people that are going to be like chomping at the bit to pay 60, 70 million for him. Zaha's back on the ball and back inside the penalty area and he's beaten Creswell and he's totally back and there's a chance there for Schlapp and it's hooked off the goal line by Fredericks. It was going in there. Absolute brilliance from Zaha. I mean, he's that's this season are not great it's four goals and five assists for someone of his quality and the, the price that the people have spoke about they don't go hand in hand it's, it's, it's not very good return so you start looking around the league and where would he fit in you'd probably say Everton so maybe for Zahar himself he needs to go elsewhere kind of rediscover that form you know, get that drive going again and going to someone like an Everton which is a step up I think it'd be superb now the boxing promoter Frank Warren addressed the media yesterday about the sport in a post-lockdown world, the need to get Tyson Fury a fight by the end of the year and the possibility of Fury v Joshua taking place in the UK. This is Frank Warren talking about all that stuff I've just told you. Tyson made it very clear to me a couple of days ago he wants to fight by the end of the year. 
and I've got to give him a fight by the end of the year. I don't want him fighting behind closed doors. We can put him on sale now. He's bigger than, he's the biggest, for me, the biggest box office out there now. You know, fighters like uh, Tyson, I use him as an example. Tyson's now been in lockdown like everybody as a fighter and doing what he's doing for the, since, since he fought in February. So by December, it's like 10 months out of the ring. He's a guy that, and there are a lot of fighters like it who need something to aim for. They need something. Them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing this will be the day that I die. What? This will be the day that I die. I don't care whether their belts are on the line or they're not. It's the best heavyweight fight out there, and it'll be the biggest sporting event since, in my opinion, I'll keep banging on about it, since England the World Cup. It would transcend the sport, it'd be on the front pages everywhere. Yeah. It's a massive event, it's what we want to see, and it's important for sport that it happens. I'm Fury! Tyson Fury, where you at, baby? <laughs> Come on, that's what, is that what you want to see? That fight should happen in the UK. We should move heaven and earth to make that fight happen here. Not anywhere else in the world, here. Time now to hear from the TalkSport pundit Gary O'Neill, who has been unveiled as the new Liverpool Under-23 assistant manager. It's his first major coaching role, and he spoke to Breakfast about the club's talent within the academy and how working alongside me gave him that extra drive. He probably will forget about that last bit. I was speaking to a few lower league clubs about managerial roles and I know one of the guys at Liverpool so sent my CV to him purely to say is this any good because obviously I've never done a CV so I didn't know if it was rubbish whether it was <laughs> well, do you have your GCSEs and then, in, do you have your GCSEs and then your interests you know I like jigsaw puzzles at the bottom <laughs> yeah so I sent it to a guy at Liverpool never heard back from him because obviously he's, he's sort of very busy um, and then about six Six weeks later, I got a call off the, the academy manager and asked if I'd go up for a chat. So I went up a few times last year, had a look around. They sort of interviewed me a few times and I managed to get the under-23 assistant, assistant coach role. So delighted, really. So just, just really looking forward to the, to the year ahead. How good are those players? Oh, they're excellent. You know, you not only are they at one of the biggest clubs in the world, but they're at that perfect age that you can, you can coach them. Um, they've obviously got loads of quality already. But if you can try and add bits to it, to them that, that may help them and, and try and get them ready for coming out of 23's football. And this is three for the price of one with Darren Bent, Sam Allardyce and Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan, all talking Jaden Sancho with the news that the Dortmund players move to Manchester United may no longer be happening. I don't see why Manchester United need to buy Jadon Sancho. I look at their squad and think, OK, in that particular area, they seem to be moderately well supported. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems to be an iconic signing for an iconic signing's sake. I'd prefer to see them buying a centre-half that can, can cater for Harry Maguire's lack of pace. And maybe look at the left-back area, because Luke Shaw and the other kid that's in there, Brandon Williams, yep. not quite there, I don't think. I think that uh, we're waiting for Manchester United to offer a fee that is something that they cannot turn down. I think they're playing the game. Dortmund, I think they're being very clever by just at this moment in time saying he can leave and now saying he can't. I 
I personally feel another centre forward would be more appropriate for Manchester United at this moment in time. One person I do feel sorry for is Sancho because he, he believes he's on his way to United. Now they're saying he's not going to be going anywhere. It's, 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 it's going to be tough for him to take, but hopefully he's professional enough to go, you know what, I'm just going to keep playing, get my head down, play really well, and whatever will be, will be. It sounds like all circumstances that he wants to go to United. Sure. So obviously his focus is going to be a little bit, what, not what it should be, put it that way. Now, the new Bournemouth manager, Jason Tindall, has been speaking to the press for the first time since taking over from Eddie Howe. TalkSport's Ian Abrahams, Acker the Moose, asked Jason if he wanted this job for a while. My guess would be yes. Let's find out. It's one, to be honest, until obviously the decision was made by, by Ed himself, it was one that I'd never really sort of thought about too much. Were you surprised on that Sunday when he announced he was leaving? My, well, myself and Ed had a conversation on Saturday morning. You know, he, he told me of his, his decision once we spoke, which, to be honest, I was, I was a little bit surprised by it because we, we had spoke in the week building up to that. But, you know, he didn't want to sort of compromise me in any way by, by sort of letting me know his final decision once he made it and spoke to his family. So uh, I was a little bit surprised on Saturday, yes. Have you spoken to him since you've got the job? Yes, we're, you know, you don't go from having the friendship and working relationship that we've had for so long to, to not speaking to someone. So we have been in contact, yes. Has he given you any, any tips or are you, are you genuinely going to be completely your own man from here on in? No, obviously, uh, I'll be my own man for sure. But at the same time, you know, Ed is a friend and we will be speaking and, and meet up from time to time. Time now to hear from Hawksby and Jacobs. They run on air between 1pm and 4pm weekdays. Here they are talking Romanian slang. Oh, no, that must be wrong, hold on. Here they are talking Romanian slang. Hold on, let's get another bit. I can't, can't be right. H&J talk Romanian slang. Billy, pass me the rundown of yesterday's H&J show. Here it is. Yeah, Romanian slang. Madness. The name of Harry and Meghan's dog is slang for a part of the male anatomy that I won't mention. In what country? In Romania. Oh, okay, wow. And uh, which is good enough, but I love the fact that somebody from Romania I mean, tw- yeah. tweeted, and this yeah. is brilliant. He, he was quite angry. He said, "Surely someone in their group would have googled the word to ensure it wasn't Romanian for this part of the body." You think, why would they? Oh, came from Bucharest. <laughs> why would the security officer Harry and Meghan's entourage suddenly think? Well, well, I don't want to offend. We better, we better check whether this name's offensive in Romania. I don't want to offend um, anybody in Romania, but what's the dog called? Uh, do you want me to tell you? Well, I don't. See, I don't you know. Yeah, I don't. Sorry, you are Romanian Pula. listeners. It is only Pula. I wonder if it like my dog Todger. <laughs> Get Pula and Todger together. It's a good name for a dog, that isn't it? <laughs> Very good, isn't it? <laughs> I've known that word used on talk sports since. Who was it who saw somebody's todger through a through a, well, I, a I, footballer I, I, through I had, a fence? An Ipswich player. I had no. I had no. I don't <laughs> you remember that. You normally remember this. You've normally got a sheet of things. No, say. I don't remember. No, I don't remember. <laughs> I think you've got two stories wrong there, and I know the player you mean, but I'm not mentioning his name because that's not what he did. And I don't want him. I don't want him to sue you, Andy. But uh, I, I didn't realise that was a slang term, Andy. That's just what I've called my dog. I don't know quite what you mean. <laughs> no idea. That's it. Thanks for listening to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast. You can, of course, listen to us on the TalkSport app 
Or, of course, we're still available on Apple Pods, Spotify and Acast, or wherever you get your Poddingtons from. But if you do add the TalkSport app to your phone, you can listen to all the podcasts, plus your favourite radio shows as well, which, of course, will be just mine. Talking to me, I'm back on the Sports Bar tonight from 10pm. Alongside Jason, I've got a massive head. I should be a guinea pig in a lab with scientists trying to work out why a human can have a head this gigantic cundy. Until then, have a great day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.